Welcome to the Ravi Kumar podcast. I'm your host Ravi Kumar and on my talk show I talk to creative, talented, diverse people from all walks of life who are passionate about their purpose and profession, ask them questions, seek answers, get insights and share these with you my audience so that you are inspired and motivated. Meaningful conversations with interesting people that's what my show is about today my guest is dr hn nagaraj consultant orthopedic surgeon and specialist in regenerative medicine presently working in deepak hospital bangalore india dr nagaraj has worked in the uk as orthopedic surgeon and research specialist and is a key opinion leader and consultant for orthopedic and biomaterials development with leader biomedical netherlands He has worked in the cell biologics division of Biomed Netherlands to develop platelet derived treatments in orthopedics. Welcome Dr. Nagraj to the Ravi Kumar podcast. Thank you for your time and interest in talking to me and my listeners and in sharing your opinion on the coronavirus situation here in Bangalore. Thank you Ravi for having me. I'm happy to be on your show. Welcome doctor. Thank you. In the sea of voices your contrarian opinion that people should not unnecessarily panic over the pandemic and that fear is more deadly than the virus seems literally like a ray of hope by the end of our chat i hope to understand your point of view i hope so too ravi i would be happy if my contrarian view will become the policy of our government to solve all the present and future pandemics problem many people have never experienced anything like an epidemic let alone a pandemic and are hence stressed beyond their comprehension and understanding adding to the stress is the fact that covid-19 is a new strain of the coronavirus and with new learnings on the virus every day the sheer lack of credible established information is adding to the confusion and panic what is your view doctor well ravi first of all we need to understand this epidemic of flu was happening across the globe year after year through every season but as it passes through the season the strength of the virus what we call as virulence of the virus keeps dropping right. if okay. you see in 2003 the death rate of sars was almost 10% but this time after 20 years the experts predicted it'll be between 0.25% to 3% max but surprisingly now it is known that it is about 0.3% but uh, things have been taken in a wrong context here ravi you're of the view that mild symptoms of covid resemble that of the common flu and can be treated at home itself with celebrities getting themselves admitted for mild symptoms how is the common man reassured to take that step of treating themselves at home that's a good question ravi because what has happened is including celebrities to most of the people across the globe or even within india let's focus what is happening here the information should have been gathered from the experts by the government and the authorities concerned in this field and they should have prepared everybody what exactly this coronavirus in fact the coronavirus which is the new version what we see now is so weak that it may be spreading faster because the number of viruses are more but the effect of this is so low that it is even weaker than a common flu but since the information went out in a different way 
and even though the documents showed in the beginning itself with the assessment that it will not be more than 3% at the highest but this message got lost somewhere on the way and every media or every information available to people started showing as if this is a dreadful disease this actually prompted most of them you know all the citizens across india to panic and seek uh, healthcare uh, support immediately so i don't blame celebrities or anybody panicking because of lack of information there are also reports that people are unable to find beds for getting treatment in hospitals and uh, this is not just in bangalore but across india and here in bangalore people are running from pillar to post and uh, we read of course about a about a person who had to literally go to the cm's house for help and uh, so that's one point the other point is we read that uh, 70% of the 8700 overall covid beds in bangalore are still lying vacant and to top this the health minister stated that the 5000 beds assured by the private hospitals have still not been made uh, available and released how, how does one reconcile all this conflicting news well uh, ravi this is because of two factors number one there is no coordinated centralized approach for finding beds for the needy and we have to define very clearly who are the needy people the people who have actually serious symptoms for example people who have had a very high temperature and also lungs affected and causing difficulty in breathing they should have been given priority to be admitted and all positive cases should be should have been treated at home this is what we always did people with flu we used to tell them take rest and come back to work when you feel better but right. now that is one side of the problem the second side of the problem is they are not able to fill uh, you know like rightly said 70% of the 8700 beds in bangalore are vacant purely because there are no there is no manpower the fear created a different pandemic where healthcare workers either they are afraid or hiding or they have disappeared from hospitals and bangalore city itself that is one of the major problem both private and government hospitals are facing but now health minister asking for 5000 beds additional beds from the private hospital is only with the hope that the staff in private hospitals are still working but unfortunately even there they have had the same psychological effect in fact our own staff have fled the hospital 2 months ago and we are working almost with uh, no uh, experienced staff to treat even a simplest case right and i we've seen uh, videos of doctors uh, on youtube pleading for uh, support and help from supporting staff as well as doctors to join uh, their hospitals back and uh, today the news is that uh, uh, the government is reading the right act for uh, medical colleges in case they don't uh, allot sufficient number of beds for covid patients all this uh, is a reflective uh, as you rightly said of a lack of coordinated approach between the government and all the other stakeholders do you agree about this doctor well forcing anyone to come and do the service uh, even in the military it should not be the way we should look at things we know when we are trained to defend our country that we are prepared for that exactly the same way even doctors are prepared to take care of the patients and take care of the needy but here our hands are tied purely because the moment you spread the message that 
uh, healthcare workers are affected doctors are dying uh, people who are helping the uh, emergency services are getting affected we are not even differentiating between the positive cases which are asymptomatic and actually people are dying only from covid but in fact there are almost no patients who are dying from covid but the information given out has really scared the healthcare workers for many reasons in fact uh, i've seen in hospitals the moment they see a patient with uh, coronavirus positive people are looking at them as if they're seeing death this is what has happened by enacting an act it's not going to solve the problem because my own doctors who were serving at our hospital for 20 years when i called them to see a simplest case in the ent speciality he refused first when i insisted he said like good in that case i'm resigned can you see what is happening now so it's the fear which is driving everybody's decision so an act is not going to make any difference and uh, doctor you are absolutely right when you said that you know deaths are not happening due to covid because the data shows that more than 70% of the deaths that have been announced and that are being linked to the disease has actually resulted due to comorbidities i agree ravi uh, in fact uh, as you see that even before the pandemics or even epidemics which happened elsewhere purely from the virus it only affected people who had very low immunity the people who are prone to have low immunity are those who are treated being treated for cancer or chronic kidney disease or diabetes or even for simple infection these things reduce the immunity when these people are already suffering from a low immunity because of uh, various reason a virus just entering that body and stating its presence and we find out that these antibodies are being detected and we label them as positive but yes they are there in the body but they were never the cause of death so i only request all the authorities to find out or differentiate or ask for reports from every hospital to say whether all these patients who died of covid-19 had any other comorbid condition if they do that i can assure you there will be less than 0.001% actual death from coronavirus and that could be very shocking for uh, the government the other point that uh, i would like to ask you doctor is that um, if uh people with other diseases like you know uh cancer or heart disease or uh, kidney related problems are not turning up in the hospitals during this pandemic and will subsequently come back when the pandemic dies down do you think there will be a surge of uh, such uh, patient uh, influx into the hospitals and similarly overwhelm them oh yes of course i agree Uh, more than overwhelming the healthcare let me tell you that 90% of the people are not even coming to the hospital as of now even though they need emergency healthcare services purely out of the fear and they're dying at home these people are not even accounted for i can assure you there are more deaths happening out of these issues than the coronavirus itself and once this fear is gone even if they come to the hospital it may be too late for many of them because finding the beds even at present is far too difficult because these beds are given out to people to get treated purely for asymptomatic reasons or sometimes even for a simple flu which they were doing it at home and hospitals are turning them away people who really need treatment like cardiac condition or cancer treatment most of the hospital even 
uh, well-known uh, institution in Bangalore. They're telling them, please don't come to the hospital because we are full with corona patients. So definitely there will be a surge. But even before this happens, I can sadly tell you that there are many people dying at home for want of uh, hospital beds. This is indeed a very sad situation and I can uh, sense that happening because of just one reason and I don't know if you'll agree with me or not in this doctor. Uh, while commuting in Bangalore, all of us have experienced, uh, you know, ambulances zooming past because of people who were extremely serious and needed admission very quickly. Those ambulance sirens are simply not being heard now. Uh, yes, that's for two reasons. One is definitely there is no traffic because of lockdown. But why are these ambulances running around now? For what reason? They're simply taking corona positive patients from one end to the other end of Bangalore where the beds are available for no good right. reason at all. Uh, right. You know, we need to really look at it in a very practical way and start educating people. And to educate them, we have to start with healthcare team, educating and giving out data to the government first and telling them to follow certain models which have been proved. Even practically, Delhi is doing this as of now. So we should immediately change our policies and tell the people to stay at home. Instead of that, today I came to know that one of the person who's aged 68 years and he has climbed Everest mountain with his wife 22 times in the last 25 years. And he's a yoga teacher who does yoga for two and a half hours every day. He was asked by his friends because of his age to go and take a test. He had absolutely no symptoms and he gets a test done and he said it was so crowded, I don't know what happened, but it has come positive and I'm scared now because they're asking me to get admitted, but I have no symptoms. But even though I told him that it's better that he convinces the authorities and stay at home, but they were forcing him to go and get admitted. Why this wrong policy is followed? Because this virus is no different from the previous flu virus. Did we force anyone to go and get admitted unless they wanted to? And people right. who are sick, they know when to go to the hospital. So why don't we leave this to take a natural healthcare route rather than being forced upon to follow certain policies, which they themselves don't know whether from where these policies came, whether it has any background, and how somebody suddenly hijacked the death figures from 0.5% or 0.3% what was predicted earlier to a higher rate. Uh, so this is what we need to look at and then sadly whatever is happening to India we can definitely make a difference provided everybody understands this is absolutely a simple flu virus which is not going to kill us. A lot of people including yourself are emphasizing on the repeated need to stay calm, courageous and composed and that we must beat the virus with positivity and optimism. We must overcome the psychology of fear. Some reports indeed state that COVID-19 is less deadly than we thought and you just linked it to the common flu. Uh, do the statistics actually bear this out, uh, Doctor? Oh yes, 100% because in fact, there's a big debate happening since one month across the globe, especially in uh, Europe and Scandinavian countries. And it has also emerged recently in UK and in some parts of American universities which is showing the actual death rate among the people who are infected and even the even if you take positive cases is less than 0.36 percent so which is actually matching for the original research 
which was announced even before we went for lockdown so this itself shows that the way we acted and reacted has created so much of fear i had a patient who called me about 3 days ago who is almost in the verge of losing complete control of her body because the tuberculosis has has affected her spine and it has collapsed she is already reaching a stage of paraplegia what we call which is a complete loss of uh, you know movements below the area of involvement so when i suggested that she requires urgent care she said oh i'm scared of coronavirus i don't want to come and i told her that you would die living for 20 years when you not able to walk you will die every day in that pain rather than that don't be afraid of this virus please come to the hospital and we can support you and virus is not difficult but she refused to come can you understand the psychology and the fear it is simply incredible to hear this news doctor uh, first hand from you i understand that you do not wear a mask yourself while treating your patient them in the opd and as much as i admire your courage i uh like everybody else feel fear about the risks that you're exposing yourself to can you tell us the basis of your confidence and courage well uh, if you do not believe in science then we cannot practice medicine uh because <laughs> of all the research and work what i did for many years and we have seen how viruses were causing some kind of inflammation we were linking viruses with cancer then we realized it was inflammation which was responsible for many problem rather than the virus so when i knew that the cause of uh, this infection uh, which is spreading across india or across the globe is created a monster not the real one i was 100% sure of the data i got from credible links on the website where we normally post our clinical results so i was picking up the results directly from a lot of the uh, journals and actual reports which as a medical person i could understand that they were credible so i realized that by wearing a mask i will be simply increasing the viral load on myself when i'm talking to the patient so earlier right. even all these years i've treated patients who walked into my room for orthopedic consultation and they would be having fever cold cough or other condition i was not wearing a mask and there were times that once in 6 months or 8 months i would definitely contract flu and then i might have mild symptoms or even fever probably i remember only once i was um, uh, probably off from work for a day but otherwise i've always continued to work in spite of having mild flu symptoms and that never kept us or scared us from treating patients and we never wore a mask that time and the second thing is i must wear a mask only when i think that i'm at risk and when i have the ideal temperature which we do it in the operation theater so i'm not sending a message to general public not to wear a mask but you should know they should know when to wear a mask and how to wear a mask and if is it really necessary to wear a mask because it varies from condition to condition if you just give a general impression or a Uh, you know compulsory order saying that everybody should wear mask in public space imagine there are people who are allergic to dust people who have asthma breathing problem they already have infection they might come out so they are actually increasing either a viral load or a bacterial load so this is actually the information when my patients are coming to me i was telling them look this flu virus is very very weak i'm not afraid of you people bringing those virus to me 
but if you feel that you're not safe because i'm not wearing a mask you feel free to wear a mask and this is the reason where why you should not wear a mask i used to educate them and trust me 99.9% of the people were very very happy to realize that and they said thank you very much uh, we're going back to house and we will be happy with the family coming to this uh, present situation doctor the lockdown you are of the opinion that lockdowns are not practical are only adding to the fears they are crippling the economy and india should get back to work but after isolating infected people do you think this will ultimately happen as i think there is a limit to curtailing uh, everybody's constitutional right to work and earn their livelihood i definitely agree with you there is a constitutional right but unfortunately our people do not understand that they have never exercised their constitutional right how to use it correctly and the other issue is i want all the authorities who say that as per the experts opinion we need to do the lockdown they could have had a public debate or a debate with specialists who come in a forum discuss scientifically what are the evidences in front of them and where public could watch that and there are enough specialists in india very highly intellectual scientists and people who have a lot of experience in virology they should have made a public discussion and see whether first of all this virus is serious if this virus is serious we should only educate people just to improve the immunity and get exposed to to this virus in a slow manner so that immunity builds up very well any lockdown is impossible anywhere in the world to say that we will do 100% lockdown because you have to keep the essential services are going whether a person goes to the home and supplies groceries or somebody is allowed to look after sick people like healthcare workers public service people banks uh, people who you know police uh, department or even healthcare workers uh, if you really seriously think that you are protecting all the citizens by lockdown then how are you justified in exposing 20% of your citizens for the danger so if there is no danger then why do the lockdown and can any authority who has advised for a lockdown can assure us this virus will go away i can guarantee that and put it in writing that this virus will not go away because all viruses are here to stay they need us and we need them to survive so when this is the real reality the truth what is the purpose of lockdown are they going to uh, tell people to stay at home where when they are speaking to each other the virus load is increasing people are scared even to stay at home they're getting bored psychologically getting affected people are committing suicide so what did we achieve we made our entire nation so weak and now they don't even know what kind of decision to take when they hear such a news so i really strongly believe forget about economic uh, you know reason yes we need to live we need to earn to live but again uh, psychologically when we go down that we are not able to uh, go to work or mix with people uh, that itself reduces our immunity by 40% that's a huge huge blow on people's health so i feel allowing people to go to work get themselves exposed slowly follow good hygiene follow social distance which is a great thing to do but what is the purpose of wearing a mask or doing a lockdown so this is exactly scientifically i can prove with many many documents which have been published and this is how we should look at it so i really request all the authorities 
to call for a very good practical and a scientific debate ask the public in fact i can tell you 90% of the public who have been forced to stay indoors they will say that they would rather go out and work and get natural immunity than suffer psychological and physical uh, you know health abuse at home i'm coming to that uh, immunity doctor which uh, is another uh, topic that i wanted to discuss with you uh, russia has uh, recently announced uh, a vaccine and a whole host of countries including india are on the verge of announcing a full-fledged vaccine as well uh, combined with the increased immunity of people uh, by exposing themselves to the virus but taking the necessary safeguards will this be enough you feel to put this nightmare behind us and uh, move on ravi first of all this is a nightmare created uh, even for people uh, which is happening during the daytime as well even if they don't close their eyes they are having nightmares now but <laughs> coming to the vaccine right <laughs> coming to the vaccine a uh, vaccine is effective only at a certain stage and each viruses when they keep mutating the effectiveness of any vaccine keeps altering so a virus which is uh, prevalent in europe and in china and in india may have the same name but the surface antigens what we call based on which we develop the vaccine keeps varying a lot so if i import a vaccine from china i will not be convinced that it will be uh, 100% effective against indian population so even right. if you develop a vaccine within india yes it's a good thing to do but are we changing the vaccine quality every 6 months because the viruses are so clever they use us as their energy source when they enter our body they go with certain types of surface antigens and they come out with a different surface antigen if this vaccine is going to Uh, induce high immune reaction it has to first identify the surface antigens so we would definitely our defense mechanism is much more cleverer to identify this kind of threat and it induces antigen reaction and we can definitely help people to teach them how to improve natural immunity first and then at the time of epidemic if at all they don't come under control giving a vaccine might slow down to some extent some of the virus because even we know in all vaccine trials out of 100 people which shows effectiveness between 30 to 45 people only and there are reports that in 10% of the population who take antiviral vaccine in fact it has caused more damage so all i'm saying is you'll be surprised that if we solely depend on uh, uh, vaccine alone to uh, you know uh, show away this problem we'll be dreaming I, i really advise government to act upon this as a holistic approach that there are lot of very good ayurvedic you know drinks which are available which boost up the immunity natural food boost up the immunity and only if they are serious then if they think that the pandemic is affecting lot of people let them use vaccine i'm not against a correct way of treating people but i'm just against giving a wrong information that please wait uh, the vaccine will come then everything will go away because in a natural course a vaccine will take anywhere between 12 to 18 months even to develop the first uh, uh, vaccine which is past the clinical trial so if somebody is announcing that we'll have something august and then again say okay the vaccine is not successful then we go for another two months of lockdown 
why all this why can't we allow people to develop natural immunity because our body is much cleverer than anything we could do our mechanism is excellent to defend viruses that's good to know in fact uh, in an earlier interview of mine another doctor from tirupur medical foundation dr prabhuram Uh, he did mention that uh, the natural immunity of people uh, specifically genetic immunity of people will help much more than vaccines which uh, may not have an effect because the viruses will definitely mutate i think that that is exactly what you uh, just mentioned so that's one point the other point is doctor and i want to clarify this you did mention that uh, the antigens uh, that uh, cover the virus that are on the surface of the virus uh, will change i understood from you that our bodies uh, which has the antibodies are much cleverer than those uh, antigens which keep changing uh, is that a good thing actually yes uh, in fact those doctors what they mentioned uh, they are 100% correct in fact uh, our experiences showed when Uh, hiv virus infected everybody not everyone developed uh, full blown aids uh, in fact there was one village in uh, africa in one of the villages of uganda 100% of the people had hiv virus positive and you'll be surprised to know that only 1% of people developed uh, aids so it just shows that our body has learned to mutate or the genetic transformation is so good that if they were already exposed to virus for some reason with a very low load of virus their body has already adjusted to that new environment and their defense mechanism is much better than what we could do it in the lab at inject so that's the first point the second thing is our immune system if it doesn't identify any cell including a stem cell or a virus or a bacteria that it is part of the human ecosystem in the body it immediately sends a message with the help of a cell called cd4 t lymphocyte and it sends a message to the brain where it activates other stem cells to become cd8 which will go on virtually attack this unwanted uh, invader and it creates a reaction so cd4 is much more cleverer and it adapts immediately for any changed environment other than what it is normally used to. so this is a much better way of doing things to help people to improve their immunity those people who are at risk of not able to uh, you know defend any invaders with their immune uh, cells uh, like i said elderly people who are actually under treatment otherwise trust me even elderly people who are consuming good food they are definitely having very good immunity so we can easily identify who are at risk we have record of all the patients who are under chemotherapy diabetes antibiotic we can immediately send them information that look this virus might affect you so be careful because we always do this whenever we give chemotherapy we tell the patient don't go out in public because immunity is low don't take any crowded place this we are doing all the time so this is nothing new so what we have to do is use common sense use practical knowledge 
use our past experience and then educate people what they should do right sadly doctor i think common sense is a very rare commodity these days thank you for your time doctor i know i'm taking a lot of your time and uh, i will uh, let you go but i have just two questions for you covid 19 has caught the medical community and governments to unprepared and we are seeing this on a global level as you rightly said that we are all having nightmares during the day also have their uh, share of learnings for us so going forward what are the lessons in pandemic handling uh, that uh, all of us can learn from the current situation and implement uh, before the next pandemic uh, starts first of all any virus when it comes out in a particular area data is already put out on a very uh, uh, important websites i mean which are mandated website by the world health organization or any country these data can be collected so well because of technology and a group of virologists immunologists and other people should get together and find out whether it is really a serious threat if it is serious threat do they have evidence not by discussion if they must have solid evidence they should be able to sign at, you know with a document on the dotted line saying that we have seen this effect on um, animals or other specimens whatever they use to test the virus and then say this is a antidote or anti uh, viral we are preparing until then these are the factors we need to follow these are the formalities we have to follow to reduce the pandemic to prepare for this it's very very easy and when this being prepared because we had a head start when we saw the first few cases which are happening end of november beginning of december in wuhan we had en- enough time to debate on this but i did not see anyone taking this seriously because we are all the time debating on issues which never gets completed even on that particular debate so what we should have done is wake up the scientific community call them for open discussion with policy makers and then send out information on whatsapp because we are so well connected india our infrastructure is excellent so they could have sent out information that this is the uh, issue we see if we don't do the lockdown this is the problem we see if we do the lockdown these are the problems we anticipate so majority of people if they say we do not want to go with the lockdown we are ready to prepare ourselves to face this virus with better immunity that would have been the best way to approach this problem but now we survived in india purely because of uh, you know uh, probably our patience level is far far higher than the rest of the world that is a, a good thing to know uh, my last question doctor do you think governments need to seriously spend more on ramping up medical infrastructure and uh, this is the question that i have always asked others as well will public private partnerships which are happening in other industries can they happen for the uh, ramping up of medical infrastructure and don't you think that this will definitely help the common man well as far as infrastructure is concerned i would say that we are no uh, you know inferior Uh, compared to european infrastructure because i worked in europe for 16 years yes we were much different in 1990 but now after 2000 or 2010 we are much much better or almost equal to the infrastructure in europe and other part of the world but as far as the clinical skills are concerned probably i would say not because we are indians but the way we are taught and the way we are exposed to competition indian doctors have much more practical knowledge and clinically they are far superior to handle this but as it comes to public private partnership first of all 
unfortunately there is no trust between the public sector and the private sector or so called we call, you know uh, public when you say the bureaucrats and the government and private unfortunately there's a big disconnect uh, public uh, you know bureaucrats take decision without even realizing hmm. that how to handle a particular situation the moment they hear that someone has a headache and it's going to spread they might even say cut off everybody's head unfortunately i have to use this kind of word but even in the private there are problems i'm not saying there are no black sheep anywhere there are but even in the private partnership what happens without understanding the infrastructure cost of a private organization government coming up with ad hoc decisions saying that you all have to treat patients at this price you have to do this at this price i just want to tell all the bureaucrats and the public policy makers that india has one of the lowest or a lower cost healthcare structure infrastructure anywhere in the world otherwise so many people will not be coming to india and we have seen the difference in the western world why they come here is for two reason one for the cost the other one is for quality quality right and and when you talk about telling people that you charge only 3000 5000 rupees without even realizing how much it costs uh, someone to run a hospital is not fair and we are not saying government should say this if they say that we you private hospitals can treat but when you say that all private hospitals can treat this and you do not create a bad image of this particular virus then patients would have walked into any hospital where they could have found a bed for 600 rupees or 6000 rupees depending on their need and ability but here doing a public private partnership will only come up when they realize what is the cost of establishment government has offered very high salaries according to them but still why they are not able to recruit doctors that means the opportunities may be there but people are scared because now they think money they can earn later but they want to save their life so a public partnership will work better when they join together and make a policy where many people with the speciality are jointly discussing the problem so everybody will uh, look at you know what are the advantages for them in this either government or private but money should not rule every decision that's how i feel that is a very interesting and eye opening perspective uh before we end doctor any uh, closing remarks you want to make and i'd be very happy if you uh, can uh, once again stress on the fact that we need to overcome the psychology of fear as far as coronavirus is concerned well uh, this is the most important message i wanted to tell everyone that we have much better immunity uh, compared to any part of the world because our indian food is one of the most evolved diet and we use some of the best spices and all i'm requesting the media print and the news media please verify your facts please do not collect facts from one person to another person who may not have verified the actual issues so when we do this and we start projecting positive image everybody will be spared and in fact fear is created yes by the by many people but they forget their own family members are also in fear so why why are we doing this my request to the government is it's important that we you know we appreciate freedom of speech but certain messages going out a government should realize is it going to create fear and panic and affect everybody or it is going to educate everyone that is the responsibility of the government to emphasize 
media to exercise caution. I think it's time that we all realize that we have to keep all our differences away. Everyone who are listening to this to understand that it's time that we all come together and go for a scientific and practical debate and open up as human beings and let us let us not be guinea pigs for all their ideas. Thank you. Thank you so much doctor. I'm very grateful to you for your time for this uh, enlightening uh, conversation and sharing your optimistic views around handling this virus. So it's a collective hope that we can all put this nightmare whether it's daytime or during the night behind us and reset ourselves personally and work harder towards rebuilding uh, our state and nation as a whole uh, at the shortest time uh, possible. Thank you once again. Thank you Ravi. Have a good day. That was Dr. H. N. Nagaraj, consultant, orthopedic surgeon and specialist in regenerative medicine working with Deepak Hospital, Bangalore, India. Should you wish to contact him, please write to him at hnagaraj at hotmail.com. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Thank you very much for listening and please do share this interview with your friends on your social media network. Till my next podcast soon. Remember, stay healthy, stay safe, wear a mask and remain positive. This shall also soon pass. Cheers. Cheers.